Guys, are you ready for this? I got my coach, Tomiwa Da Silva, to sit with us and have a conversation about her journey, how you can run your journey, how you can be the most amazing person and do the most amazing things. And I'm very excited, can you tell? When I started out, she really, really helped me. I took so many of her programs and she will help you too. Let's welcome her. Welcome to She's the Brand Podcast. My name is Paula and this is our space. Us smart, ambitious women who want to build personal brands that allow us live out our versions of success. If that is you, join us on this journey. Join us on all the platforms and come along with us as we learn how to position ourselves for all the opportunities. So you guys, Miwa was my first coach let me announce it here first of all like when i came on the scene i hit my head against the wall for like seven months before i realized okay i really need to get help and for me it was more the vibe it was the energy you were giving off you were not forceful or like making me feel like i wasn't being at least me a member of the audience like i wasn't doing enough so it just felt right and i know first of all i took your weekend class yeah, and then we did the group program. The high, no, there was High Impact Weekend, and then there was... Yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to remember in like a longer term. Yes, yes, yes. For about eight weeks, and it really jump-started my entire... <laughs> uh, my business. So I really... I know what you can do, and I'm so excited that my audience gets to hear from you. So um, I'd really just like to know, like, how did you start your own journey? Okay, so I started my journey sometime in 2019. Bear in mind, so I've always worked in corporate. I had always worked in corporate, you know, worked in corporate for like 10 years. And I think within the first 12 months of my corporate job, I knew that I don't think I can do just one thing. You know, I was much, I was like, what, 21 or 20 then, but I just knew that I can't do one thing. It just, you know, you know within, right? Um, You're able to self-identify. And so prior to even starting my coaching and consulting practice, I'd tried other businesses that sold clothes and sold fabrics i think i i saw one of your um posts the other time when you were talking about your husband and you know different investments so i was like yep we all have the same blood we're all you know we're <laughs> yeah we're all um but yeah so i had done multiple things um just on that journey so within the first i would say the first first five to six seven years of my career i was trying different things on the side as a means of just trying to get out right um at the time obviously i didn't know i just thought well i'm just trying i'm just bored but it was it was me trying to find a you know an out an outlet um so that happened and then 2019 i started reading i really picked up books i started reading so i I read zero to one by peter thiel i read zero to one I read so good they can't ignore you. I read um, how to get rich. I think Napoleon the Hill, yeah. um, one of those books. I read that. So you know, some of those books have a way of opening a different part of your mind, right? Yeah. That you you just didn't really think was possible. So from there, and then I started following, you know, some. I guess I started following some Instagram pages that were very business focused. So you know, and that that changes your algorithm as well, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's starting more. Um, fashion and I should be Bella too. <laughs> I started seeing no, I mean no yeah. shoes. So I should like those. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, 
so then my world started to kind of shift um and so i started to see and you know exposure and i always tell people the first the first step i think after that initial confusion that you have is exposure so i got exposure just to see what's possible because that's the first time you then see something that's outside of what yeah. you do and that's a very very important step without that exposure it's very difficult to come out of your mind so anyway we had that and then from there the business kind of started i started coaching i actually started with career and business coaching but eventually and this is another thing i tell people don't you know sometimes people start and you know we've had this conversation as well and then i can only make sure that i have the perfect niche and i want to make sure that this is but that niche is always going to change you will evolve as you mature in business as you mature in your experience you will evolve so obviously at the at a point i realized i like coaching women who want to start businesses who want to launch businesses who want to scale businesses so that was how my journey with that started um and then that has just continued so from 2019 to now obviously continue to grow my business eventually then actually left my corporate role and then started to do this full time so that's where we are i'm talking about pivoting because i remember around the time i followed you you had this um business execution i think it was bex yes 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 yes, yes. so um what changed between then and now i know your program is definitely not the same so yeah. what did you learn from bex that you're now teaching teaching yes so again back to the point on just your business continues to evolve it's never perfect at the start but actually what i'm teaching now is just an evolution of bex if i'm being very honest because bex at the time was start a side hustle while you're working nine to five yeah. or while you have other things right and that was the position that i was in and i always say to people i think for me working with integrity as a coach i would never teach what i haven't done i would never teach what i haven't done successfully or what i'm not currently doing so yeah. at that time it was really like look I'm, I've been able to successfully have a side hustle, I'll call it that, while working in 9 to 5. And so Bex was very much, okay, if you're a corporate woman, you feel like you want an ambition outlet, like a creative outlet for your ambitions, you want something to do, or you want to, you know, and that, that looks like starting a business, um, I can help you in Bex. Right now, it's that, but it's also, hey, you want to monetize, you know, the expertise that you have right so not just any type of side hustle side hustle that has to do with your expertise so yeah. that means service based so not product based so service yeah. based um and then also maybe eventually so some of the women who are there i just want to earn more so i want to have a side hustle monetizing my expertise some of them are on the journey of i actually want to exit so i want the corporate exit right and so it's helping them with the foundation and then that journey based on starting a successful business would so be exact journey that i've been on so i always say that you know if bex was almost the secondary school yeah this is like university so it's you know it has all the bex items because they will still launch it but it's not you know there's more it has evolved into more than that okay 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 i love it and it, it has been a process right it has been i can imagine the evolution i want to hear <laughs> right but um a lot of us find ourselves in process and it's really difficult while you're going through it like while it's actually happening so i'd like to ask like what do you think is the place of process like when you're in process how do you handle it because sometimes you wake up and like are, are you sure i will not just go and look for my nine to five like yeah that happens i think enter you know one thing is um <laughs> I was saying the other day that entrepreneurship is always like once you get into it, you know, entrepreneurship is, you know, you're going into it and it's like 
you first of all drop that ego at the door. Your pride, <laughs> ego, everything. You're gonna drop it at the door, at the entrance <laughs> to this thing. Um, <laughs> you know, and so I always just tell people, you that is the biggest, I think for me that was one of the biggest things. Um especially coming from corporates where you know if you worked in corporate basically if you you're a local champion you know yeah. corporate where you're a local champion with your friends mm-hmm. many people we come into entrepreneurship and amongst our friends or corporates or family where the local champion right in in the presence of your family you're a big deal right everybody yeah. respects you then you come into this entrepreneurial world and nobody knows you so the first thing is to drop the ego drop the entitlement because you have to put in the work you know nothing is um, nothing is given it's all earned right so that was the first thing in terms of the process like understanding that you have to put into that work everybody that i've worked with and i say this time and time again either people i've worked with or i've interacted with that are at the beginning stage of business when they were too entitled they didn't get the results when they felt too entitled when they felt, you know entitled entitlement can even look like being a know-it-all i don't want to help i don't want to hire help I don't want to purchase a course because what can they teach me that I don't know already? I had that initially, you know, but until you have that first, you know, try to DIY it, you know, that first failed launch, that first, you know, blunder, then you recognize that, yes, I might have been the best, I don't know, human hair seller, I might have been the best financial services co- corporate professional, but here I'm just starting. And it's, there's no shame in it. It's just understanding that I have, I'm not starting from scratch. I'm starting from experience, just not the relevant experience for this field, right? So that is one thing, dropping the entitlement, being ready to learn. Sometimes it might be learning from people who are much younger. It might be learning from people who you feel like your background maybe is a bit more established than theirs. But they know more than you in this sense. You know, when I started to grow my TikTok, I had to go and follow Gen Z, learn from Gen Z because they're the ones that understand so again being you know able to learn and then and just accepting you know accepting failure i wouldn't say failure but you know embracing it just understanding mm. i'm not saying embracing it to make it as a part of your identity but knowing that business is a marathon it's not a sprint you know i know often it's very very difficult because your business there's no people say it's not personal it's not it's not business it's personal but business is personal something that you're birthing and so sometimes you can take hits very very hard and those can affect you i know lots of things that have happened you know maybe you launch something you don't hit the number that you intended you have a sales call the person says no you have you know i don't know you a client uh, maybe you know multiple things happen right and you just have to take it and say this is just a part of the entire business journey it's not my entire business and it certainly is not me so embracing failure, being able to move on quickly from failure and not attaching failure to yourself was I think that's another thing. Um and then maybe the final thing is for the you know, in terms of process is like finding that confidence, you know. Um I have a friend that says almost when well, you start your business, you almost have to be a narcissist. Almost. Because you have to keep telling yourself, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. You have to keep you know, you almost have to believe and tell yourself nobody wants mm-hmm. to buy my everybody wants to work with me. Everybody <laughs> wants to just to, and you know the funny thing is that you telling yourself that it doesn't even get you to the it doesn't get you over confidence, it doesn't get you to the level of confidence yeah. you need. Sure. <laughs> you have to say, you know, everybody wants my service. Oh, this service is amazing. Oh, you have to keep telling yourself you have to keep encouraging yeah. yourselves. That would be the process. Um in a very, very short 
very perfect this is exactly what we need to hear because especially when you're starting out especially when you have built a business and maybe you're building a personal brand that is you know your own you're starting from scratch but in the business side you're already a ceo you're already a big deal your business is out there so as a founder that starting a business a personal brand from scratch is like what is this why so i think it's the same thing i completely understand what you're saying so now you're giving us a lot of things to think about right especially the failure i want to touch on that failure a bit because what they don't say on instagram is that sometimes you will launch and nobody will enter the program mm -hmm. and sometimes you'll put out a call to action and nobody will take action so yes. that place of failure like i know it's easy to say oh get up after you fail but like what can you tell somebody who's listening to this who is thinking what is going on why am i failing so much yeah yeah so when yeah. you see for me um everything that happens there's something something caused it there's nothing that happens to us especially in business of course in life that's very different but in business something caused it so when we have a launch that didn't go as planned you know i don't necessarily in fact i've had launches where one people one person joined I've had lunches where two people joined. I've had lunches where fifteen people. I've had lunches where nobody, right? And what you want to do then? You go and learn. Okay, why does nobody work? Like because I followed the process. So never you didn't follow the process, or the product wasn't good, right? Or the audience wasn't good. It's usually three things. Number one, wrong audience. Number two, wrong product. Number three, wrong. You know, maybe you didn't follow the process. Those yeah. are usually the three things. So I, I will just quickly kind of dig into that. Um. So that I will relate it to failure. Number one, wrong audience. Let's say you launch something, and the audience that you have, it's it's an amazing product, but the audience that you have just doesn't want it. So somebody might take it as, oh, I failed in business. Business is not for me. But actually, no, your business can be for you. You just didn't have the right or the right product for the right audience. That is a market research problem. It's not a you problem. It's just, oh, I just need to do some market research, right? Product, you know, you might have, you might have created the wrong product. So you have the right audience, they're engaged, right? They're engaged, but the product wasn't for them. Again, that was just, that just probably looked like speaking to them, putting your ears to the ground. My, my, my first, and I would say my most brutal launch was my first ever launch. I launched a productivity tool. But the audience I had wanted help with business because I've been posting about business, right? Yeah. But again, you know, you're brand new in, in business, you don't know. So I just created something that I thought looked good. It was trending at the time. A lot of people were selling. I don't know if you remember back in like 2020, 20, no, 20, 2019. Yeah. And I don't know if you had saw it, but a lot of people were selling these like, you know, planners, worksheets. So it was trending and I thought, okay, that means I should jump into it, right? Yeah. And that could work for somebody else. But for the audience that I had, they didn't want productivity help. They wanted business help. So that was, you know, for me on that side, that was a really, really painful launch because I, I had invested so much. Mm. I had spent so much time on it and it was literally, you know, you're refreshing that stripe. Yes, you are refreshing <laughs> that stripe. Hoping no, that you missed the payment. <laughs> nobody not a single soul right <laughs> but the lesson from there was again i needed to be creating you know it wasn't it by the time i reached out and you know spoke to people because i had a warm audience right and then the third thing is process some people just want to cheat the process that can look like you want to launch you know for example like your audience you want to launch a personal brand 
but you don't want to put in the work. So you're joining Paula's program, you're, you know, you are giving them some of the checklists, some of the things, the strategies, and they're not implementing those strategies. So at the end of the process, at the end of your program, it's looking like, oh, it just didn't work for me, but actually you've probably skipped some steps. So I think with everything in business that is related to failure, there's always just a lesson. And then you say, okay, now I understand, okay, you know, next time, right? Next yeah. time I'll do this better. And sometimes it's not even that. Another thing I wanted to mention is, it might not even be that something caused it, it just needs time. Yeah. It just needs time. You can launch, you don't have enough eyes. But when you do have enough eyes, the product will sell. It's just time. But I think, you know, in the online world, everything seems very, very quick. Six figures in 30 days. If I see one more of that post, if I see one more, <laughs> it sends the wrong message. I think even for myself, and I'm sure for you as well, even as you become more mature in business, you constantly have to tell yourself that the amount that I'm making this money is still great. It's just that I'm looking at something else that's yeah. making it feel small. So relative to, yes, maybe some of who I look up to in the industry, of course it's small, but it's good. Um, and we don't give it ourselves enough credit for that so we keep on feeling that actually you're not true true actually you're not okay so already this podcast is packed full of gems it's packed i have a whole page of notes i always take notes <laughs> <laughs> so um thank you miwa now i want to come to you personally right let's get to know yeah. miwa person what keeps you going like what makes you keep showing up because I know we all have reasons, we all have our different whys. So for you, what is it like that makes you with nine to freedom, with um, wealthy woman, with your own consultancy and you know coaching practice? What keeps you showing up? My employer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think because the assignment was not self, um, it wasn't self-induced, it wasn't self-formed. I didn't form the assignment. I didn't form my purpose i didn't form you know i didn't come up with it myself and that's always the difference um i didn't come up with it myself so the person who came up with it and sent me to do these things has given me the grace to consistently tapping into that right because there are a lot of times you want to give up there are a lot of times that it's very easy to stop i remember with wealthy woman for example when i started and it was like you know god was like we're going to be doing these prayers every monday at 6 30 i was thinking I can't even like every two weeks or maybe every month. God, I don't know. I can do every, every Monday. I don't know about that. Six, <laughs> I don't know. Like that's, that means I'm committing to that. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not saying I didn't say bi weekly. I said every week, not bi weekly. <laughs> you know, so you continue to get that conviction, right? Yeah. You, you know that you know that, that you know when you're not supposed to be doing something. I mean, we're going to be three years doing that prayer session every Monday that we're going to be two years in, in November wow. this year and we've continued right it's continued and you know again I always feel like if I had come up with it myself I believe anyway I would have stopped by now not that consistent like that yeah. <laughs> I'm not that consistent even with going to the gym I'm not that consistent so I know that if I came up with that idea myself and so even, even when I doubt and I'm sure for everybody else anytime we doubt oh you know did I, did I, am I supposed to be doing this or did God send me here or whatever? Anytime we doubt, you know that, you know, that's just an assurance that the fact that I'm even still doing this, yeah, for it. So that's the first one. But the second thing is also the passion that I have, you know, for the work that I do. Um, I'm extremely passionate about what I do. I'm extremely, I care about, I care about my clients, I care about their results. 
um, and I care about women making more money, black women making more money. It has been, and I've been like that from, it's something that has been there before I started a business. Now oh. I, start, I started a business and I, I intend for that to be part of my legacy. So it's something I care about. And so when you care about something, even when you take breaks, even when, you know, you feel like I give my audience so much and, you know, I, I'm not, I don't see the return or whatever, yeah. you go back again. You might be upset. It's like, it's like with any relationship that you care about, <laughs> or be upset, then you go back. You know, mm-hmm. if it's important, and that's that the importance of, I think this is the message as well, the importance of just knowing with full assurance that this is what you're supposed to be doing. When we don't know, that's what causes people to kind of go off. You know, I'm not saying don't take breaks, but when people kind of you start this one for 20 minutes, you drop it. You start another one for 20 minutes, you drop it. And that was me in those early days of my career. I would sell fabrics for a year. I would sell this one, then I'll move to that one. It's because you didn't have that passion, that drive. You know? Yeah. But once you do that thing that you're super passionate about, you'll keep going back to it. You'll keep going back to it. You'll know? you keep sharpening that iron. You'll keep sharpening that cutlass. You'll keep going back. So I think it's finding work that you're passionate about. I don't believe that you should spend any time doing things you're not excited about. So there's somebody listening to you now that is thinking, ah, me, I don't know what I'm passionate about. <laughs> yes. Uh, where would you point her? What direction would you point her? Like, how do you find your passion? Yes. So one, back to the point again, you have to go to your maker and ask, what am I supposed to be doing? What is my purpose? You know, um, your maker who, you know, who sent you things. What am I supposed to be doing? Be praying about. And I always say this, when you pray about something, it doesn't come in a dramatic way. It doesn't, it's not that if you see a vision. Mm-hmm. Thunder and thunderbolt. <laughs> no. You start to get inspiration. You know, let me tell you signs of your purpose that you can't ignore. Number one, whenever you see somebody else doing the thing on Instagram, you, there's a feeling inside you. If something stirs up, you know, some people think I is jealous. I don't want to be jealous, so let me just unmute. Let me yeah. just mute that person. It's not always jealousy. Sometimes it's just your inner, you know, something is telling you inside that that's what I have for you. Yeah. I'm going to mute. I don't want to follow her again. She's triggering me. That's number one. You understand? Yeah. Number two is something that it has been coming up again and again and again. But for some reason, maybe you think I want to put myself out there, or maybe you know this particular business is um you know maybe it's beneath me, or it's not something that mm. I want to do. Then you avoid it. A quick example is I think Vicky James. I think that's her name. She's a tailor. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember she had said when she started her business, her mom was a tailor, and so. You know, her mom was making clothes when she was growing up, but of course, in, in I think in where she lived and in those days, it wasn't seen as a you know now yes, fashion yes. standards. Are <laughs> then it wasn't trending. It wasn't a trending um um you know job. Profession, yeah. yeah. Wasn't a trend. Thank you. Wasn't a trending profession. And so she was like, oh, I'm never going to do that anyway. Um, and then she was trying to do makeup. Right, I think it was makeup she started. She said this on a YouTube, um, a very inspirational YouTube um, video. So she tried to do makeup. In any case, makeup was just not picking. She would try and try and try. The makeup was just not. And she said, all of those times, something had been telling her inside, which was obviously God's Holy Spirit. Look, it is this same tailoring that you're going to do. She was thinking, this tailoring that people charge 3,000 naira for. I'm not doing tailoring that I'll be charging 3,000 naira. I won't make a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. And God kept on telling her, kept on telling her. And then now look at her now. After being obedient, you know, after yielding to that purpose call, yeah, it was clear that the grace was stored up for her. Just yeah, waiting exactly. in call. So that's the thing about a lot of people. That grace is stored up in that purpose call. 
that no matter what you do you know what else you do if you don't step into that everything that's supposed to support you will just be looking at you mm. you know so that's number one asking and then when you ask don't then sit down and say well okay now i know my passion is the hair business but i need when 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 i have enough money you know when this when that when my husband is investing in this when this that's when i start no start with what you have that is how that passion even stirs up more you know you can wait and wait and wait the passion cannot passion builds itself from work right the more you do the work wow i'm really enjoying this wow i'm really good at this so to keep you know then you start getting some accolades here and there people start recognizing so it builds so it's like a it's like a chicken and egg situation you know you don't get confident before you do the work you do the work and then that's how the confidence builds that's how the passion builds so i always say one is obviously like i said seek clarity you know pray about it seek clarity from your maker two get to work so actually start doing something i think don't start doing something you can't know you know if or you see that until i'm passionate about this but you don't where was where's the effort to show for it yeah so start doing something start doing something if you see somebody on instagram you see something on pinterest you see somebody talking about what they do and something inside you just feels a bit you know just a little tinge of yeah. you know good jealousy and it's there you know it's not envy mm. it's not that like you are wishing that they don't have it you just feel like Wow, this is it's something it's I would nice to have. Mm. Don't unfollow the person. Don't just don't feel like the person has what you cannot have. The person is just an expression, one expression of that thing. So you can also, you know, they're they're, they're working so you can run. Yes. Which brings me to this very popular phrase of an oversaturated niche. That I phrase, think. I don't know who brought that phrase about, but like. <laughs> What would you say? Clearly, you have a lot to say about saturated me. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time <laughs> somebody and they said, I want to try this business idea, but niche is saturated. So many people are doing it. Actually, they won't use the word niche is saturated, but they will say, So yeah. many people are doing it. I probably won't even be doing business again because I would be, <laughs> be quite wealthy. Be rich. Um, people always say, well, I'm going to launch, you know, I want to start a this brand the perfume brand this brand but so so and so is already doing it the person is just showing you that there's market for it there's a need for it that's the best market research that you can get if you know if somebody if somebody is already in that industry doing it well that is market research half done for you yeah. right half done for you and number two one thing i know it sounds extremely cliche but there is nobody that has the exact experience that you have Business coaching, for example, is a very, very popular niche. But not every business coach was a corporate, was a black man in corporate who then wants to start mm-hmm. a business, which I have, which I am, right? Yes. Not every coach, you know, was a black man who had corporate experience, really good corporate experience, but just still felt deep down that entrepreneurship was for her and decided to transition. And not every cop- one in corporate was also diversifying their expertise before the transition. Mm-hmm. So they are, you know, you do business coaching or coaching in general. If you search it on Instagram, I mean, we are ten for one, <laughs> ten for one. But everybody's story is uniquely different. Everybody's story is uniquely different. You know, because one could argue, you know, we, we worked together, and I think at the time as well, you also, you know, we were doing both like marketing, um, yeah. content, etc. Will I say that, oh, or would you say, oh, because of that, you you still did that, amazing. Your launch was amazing. <laughs> 
we were serving two different people we were working together you know you were doing your own thing your work was completely different from mine mine was completely different from yours because you were drawing your own inspiration you know from your own work your own experiences your message is completely different and it's still very strong and it's still getting clients and it's still cutting through the noise so i think that's the first thing that number one and an saturated niche is market research to tell you like yes this diamond there's there's money in this place yes your own work is now just to now think okay out of this big cake what aspect of this cake do i want to just cut out carve out for myself you can't eat the entire cake mm. you can have a nice chunky bit so just just think okay where would i cut from let me cut from here maybe it's women i want to serve maybe it's farmers i want to serve maybe it's first-time buyers i want to serve you know maybe it's people that love natural hairstyles i want to serve so that's it that's my answer to it anyway. <laughs> I hope you're listening because let nothing stop you from showing up in whatever capacity, however it is. If you feel the drive, you feel the passion, just start wherever it is that you're starting from. Just start. Because I remember when I started, all I knew how to do was Canva, to be honest. I knew how to do Canva and then maybe some video editing because I started with YouTube. And then that's what I that was what I was teaching at first. So that's evolution. <laughs> Meanwhile, thank you for pouring into us. Thank you for pouring into me first, first of all, and for doing such a good job that I'm still in the game enough to even. <laughs> it was such a pleasure, like working with you. You know, I always say, I told you this before, but I'm not just saying this before. Like I said about the whole entitlement thing. You just always know after working with clients for a while, you know who will get results. And I remember the first weekend you were. You were heavily pregnant, I think, at the time. Yes. And you were on call, and you were on video, and you were asking questions. I was like, yeah, this baby's like, what you want this business? You know, because there are so many excuses that you can give. Um, and so, yeah, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Mima. So, I'm going to ask you one last question before we go. So, there's this balancing act that women have to do when they're trying to go after any kind of big life. Yeah. If you're not going to just sit down at home and take what society is trying to give you, you actually want to go out there and do better, be better. And at the same yeah. time, you know, it's not family is not forced on us. We actually want it. We actually yeah. want the lovely home. And the, meanwhile, your your home recommendations and your perfume recommendations, amazing, <laughs> right? So, what would you what what do you think about like the balancing thing? I know there's no work life balance as such, so. How do you handle it, running your business, growing your business and running your home and making sure that everywhere is at least not suffering? <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I mean, for me, I'd say one, trying to put systems in place, but I don't want to say that as if, because I have systems in place, everything is perfect. Oh, no, sorry, I have a cough. Um, I want to say that just having help really, really helps. So the systems in place, for example, you know, agreeing with my friend and so, one of the things that happens is we have somebody who comes to help clean the house, right? So that's stuff my face. There are things that I just don't do, that I've stopped doing maybe for like two years now. E.g. Mm-hmm. changing bed sheets and yeah. changing duvet. I find that just stressful. <laughs> like my husband would say, you are intellectually sound but domestically lazy. This <laughs> <laughs> is what my friends say. So that has always been my thing. So they're just things that you know, it's not as if it's, I can sweep, but to change to do, to yes. to so things that I just haven't done, right? Mm. Washing the bathroom, those chemicals, they choke me up. I can't. 
to do the things so certain things that i just you know i think when that that balancing act comes first from your community you can't do everything so yeah. then you know what to delegate delegate mm-hmm. those things i think they're trying to do everything is you want to be super wives by everything is really there there's some areas that i'm not so sound in let's I'm rest not <laughs> I, i'm not i'm not i mean i'm going to make the home amazing and mm-hmm. um like cozy and like i can style it and all of that we're not be able to make a pussy but can, our home looks amazing right yeah. so you pick pick your strength <laughs> it's like business focus yeah. on your strength <laughs> have systems delegate where you need help have systems and recognize that some days are actually but you know i won't say bad days but some days that just might just be unproductive and yeah. it's okay and that's okay i find myself having to learn that some days that i'm just lying down watching real housewives i'm like you've not done this you've not done this i'm like today's not just that day mm. i think that 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 was and give yourself some grace give yourself grace and know what you're not good at delegate that out and <laughs> to other to judge you don't judge yourself <laughs> having having the numbers of people to order that's also that's a skill ordering food is a skill <laughs> ordering food is a skill that is organization yeah. so i know that every week okay number one there's a cleaner coming on monday at 8 a.m she will be here also there will be so 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 and so meals delivered so i just know yes mm-hmm. that might now cost you money but that's where you now work harder yeah <laughs> so again that balancing act is not necessarily the i'm doing this i'm doing this i'm this it's more mm. i'm managing this i'm managing this i'm managing this think of yourself as a manager i like i like okay. i like this one <laughs> a manager versus a doer i think that's yeah. where like a project manager yeah right? versus a doer that's where the you know, that's where that comes in I love it. Thank you so much, Miwa. Thank you. This was a coaching call for me as well. Let me tell you. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on here. Where can my listeners find you? Where can we find you online? Yes. So you can find me at Miwa da Silva. Um, that's my Instagram, and then you can also find me online to Freedom. So that's where obviously I'm teaching what I do. You know, business accelerator for women who want to exit or they just want to diversify their income. So if you have a full-time job or you think I can be making more than this, I'm not going to get my pay increase, but I want to do some, you know, in another way. Then if you want to join us in terms of just follow the page, engage with the content. There's so much content out there. Yeah. Um, those are the two pieces. And of course, wealthy women. So if you're a woman of faith, um, you want, you know, prayers, scriptures specific to your business, to your purpose, like we just talked about. Well, you should definitely be joining us engage with the content join us to pray every monday and um, now we pray on live i forgot to mention that actually oh, okay. um, because it, i think the zoom was always causing you know people are finding it a bit difficult so now we've moved to live so we're actually on IG live just tap onto it on monday morning at 6 30 and we'll be there okay all the all of the links will be in the description so you guys should go check me out i stand by miwa i can preach with memes um you've seen that i am a mentee so you guys go check my coach out okay all right thank you so much for coming on um thank you for doing this have a great day miwa thank you for sharing with us so much for having me bye all right bye (laughs) thank you for being a part of the podcast today if you want to find out more head over to the show notes or you can head over to polapool.com slash podcast Make sure to search for She's the Brand in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes.